Maya Angelou said that the ache for home lives in all of us. And this archetype of home is, is what we've been exploring this month. And there is the hope. There is the hope for this archetype of a home that maybe we didn't have as children, that we didn't receive. But there's still, there is that which long is within us that we hope for. You know, across ages and cultures, it is said that home is where the heart is. And this metaphor of home, this archetype, what is it? It is a, it is a, a space, well, it may be a place, but it is a, a space where we feel known, where it's familiar to us, where we know that we can let our unvarnished selves be seen and that we are accepted unconditionally, that we are loved, we know that we belong there. This is that metaphor of home. And we've been using an affirmation before we get into our final talk here for the month around home. We've been using the affirmation of welcome home. To welcome it into our hearts that, that's, that making space for it, inviting it in. As well as holding it as a space of where we're inviting others to be in that space with us. And so here, before we go in, let's just go ahead and sort of intone it, because there is an ohm in there. But let's just go ahead and just start with repeating our affirmation a couple times. So just join me in saying, welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Just turn to someone next to you and just let them know that they're welcome here. Welcome home. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like home? We're seen and we're known, we belong. So as we've been talking about it throughout this month, you know, and so for, if, for those of you, this may be the first time you're hearing it, so I'm gonna catch you up, no worries. You probably, you'll catch you up, but what we have explored and how we've explored it this month is we have been, we started the, with the Joseph Campbell's, um, his monomyth, the hero's journey, the hero's journey, where home is the starting place and the ending place of the, of the journey. You know, like Luke Skywalker, he left his home and, and he came back home. Dorothy left home. Where did she come back? She came back home. But they came back changed. Or did they? Maybe a fuller version of themselves. A larger version of themselves. Which led us in the second week of November, we talked about how our rootedness and our freedom to fly is influenced by the experience that we had growing up. The home that we experienced growing up, it, it impacted and, and affected, but it also set us up to do the work that we're called to do. Each one of us had our own unique experience with its struggles and its joys. Each, each, uh, in that home experience, it was a, like a percul, um, like a pressure cooker creating us as unique individuals 
influencing how we see ourselves and how we see the world. But today we're going to be wrapping up our discussion around home, ending where we began. I want to go back to that hero's journey that Joseph Campbell talked about. Now, what is the hero's journey? It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor that's to, um, to explain our psychological and our spiritual transformation, our maturity, our growth. You know, an overview of the hero's journey, specifically as it relates to our topic of home, I want to start where, where we really truly are, where we really truly start, and we, while we may think it's at when we were babies, we actually started as spiritual beings. That is the truth of who we are. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. And so our true home is the realm of spirit. And we come into this human experience perfect, whole, and complete. We come in ready. We come in, you know, I mean, loudly. <laughs> like a bang. We are here. We arrive on the scene to be seen, to be heard, and also to get our needs met. <laughs> And as we bark, embark on this human journey, uh, some of our needs didn't get met. We encountered difficulties on our way. We encountered dangers and misfortunes. We can get lost and we end up forgetting who we truly are. We forget the, who we are and where we came from and the truth of who we are. But here is the truth. Truth never changes. Truth with a capital T remains truth. And the truth of who you are remains. It is untouched. It has never changed. And it is waiting for us to step into it. This journey of the hero's journey is really about us coming back home to our truth. Now, part of that journey requires us, and as Luke Skywalker, as Dorothy, as Simba from The Lion King, you know, from all of these, all of these stories follow the hero's journey, there is a cave that we must go into. And in there we slay our, 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 dun our dragons or, or the demons or whatever it is that we may be fearful of. But in that, in that cave, we discover the treasure, the truth that's been waiting there for us all along that we take back home with us. Now, as spiritual heroes, we are those who remember the truth of who we are and where we come from. And when we recognize this truth, when we embody this oneness within ourselves, when we realize that home really is where the heart is, the heart is where the home is, where we are is where our heart is, where we are is home. When we step into that, know and knowing that, then actually what we do, coming back to that home, then those who are around us can sense that and feel that and truly, then we can actually be an inspiration and a mentor for others to find their way back home. 
until we come back to the until we come back and share what we've learned, the journey's not content. It's not over. Those of you who may be familiar, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. I, I, how many of you all read the book? There's a few, a few. Good, good, good. So Jonathan Livingston Siegel had to go back home. That's what he did, and he shared. He shared what he knew. I am going to do a talk on that someday. <laughs> Jonathan Livingston Siegel. But what is the hero? The hero is one who has summoned the courage to set out on the journey to transcend false limitations in order to return to the truth, to the essence of their being. Not everyone, not everyone has embarked on the journey. But I know that you wouldn't be sitting here if you weren't on that path. I know that. How do I know that? Because I, I stepped into a center for spiritual living myself. I knew that there was something, something more, something different, and, and I wasn't receiving it, or they didn't give me everything I, I needed to know. Did they give it to you? <laughs> but in spiritual community and with others, and through our spiritual practices and principles, oh, oh, I'm called to be more than who I've been. There's something calling me forward that's saying this way. You know, the Greeks said, know thyself. And this is Joel Goldsmith, one of my favorite authors, quoting the, the oracles, know thyself. And Goldsmith goes on, he says, find within your own being the realization of God as your being. Find within yourself God as your substance, as your life, your mind, and your body, and then you will find that the whole world is free. When we on this hero's journey, go into that cave and come out. What we're actually slaying, the demons or the dungeon, the dragons or the shadows, that which we fear, that which we've been resisting, and what, we have been, what we are slaying and leaving behind are the limitations and our own thinking about who we thought we were and, and, and setting us free to step into who we are. And when we wake up to that, then we look around and see the truth. Oh, everyone truly is free. Now, they may not be free in their experience, but the truth of who we, they are, we're able to see them as they really are. We see their potential, and we can support them on their path. The final leg of the hero's journey is the return home, and the person who returns home from the journey is very different from the one who left. But this work that we're doing, it isn't about becoming someone that we're not. It's not about becoming something different. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. This journey is about us stepping into the highest possible, the best possible, the largest possible version of ourselves that we can be. It is about us becoming psychologically, spiritually mature human beings. Here on this plane of existence, that's our work is to show up fully. 
and to be what we've called to be. You know, James Baldwin said that perhaps home is not a place, but an irrevocable condition. On our journey, we discover that the keys to home are those, and they can be found in our heart and our mind, and this is where we do our work. I know that the, most of us in here have been around the block a time or two. <laughs> We've been around for a little bit. But maybe when we started, when we started out on our path and on our journey, we may have thought that what we needed to do was we needed to, if we could change and control the conditions and circumstances around us, that then, oh, then I can be at peace if I could just get everything else out there lined up. How's that working for you? It's like trying to hold back the waves at the beach, you know? I mean, you can't, oh, there's another one, there's another one. It's the work that we're called to do is in our mind and our hearts. But what does it mean to be psychologically and spiritually mature? What, is, what does that mean? If that's the work, if the work is for us to really step into and, and to let our light shine fully. What does that look like? Well, first of all, the hero, and it's the hero's story and the hero's journey. The hero goes into the, into the caves. The hero goes into the cave. Now, they may be afraid. Of course they're afraid. But they go in. They face the challenge. Mature adults have courage. Doesn't mean that they're unafraid. But they have courage and the willingness to go into the caves of their own fears. To examine those things that they may have been putting off or hiding from or avoiding. And then willing to step into that and to say, what is this? What is this that is calling me to rise above it? Now, some in science of mind, science of mind is the philosophy that we use here, that we, as the basis for our common conversation. We don't teach doctrine and dogma here. We don't tell people what they must believe. But science of mind, in science of mind, some mistakenly believe that we deny conditions, that we just look at the world and just go, oh, it's all good. It's all good when we're, you can't call something not peace, peace. That's a paraphrase from Holmes, Dr. Holmes, our founder. You have to look at things and say, this is what this is. We don't deny conditions, but what we do deny is the power of conditions over us. The life that is in us is greater than any circumstance or condition in which we can find ourselves. And how is this true? How can I know this to be true? Well, what thought created, it can uncreate. It can create anew. For every effect, there is a cause. And so my conditions and what is surrounding me are the effects of causes. I can make a new cause. I can begin again. 
So we don't deny circumstances, but rather the power over us. So a question this morning to ask yourself is, what dark cave of my mind am I willing to explore? As I was thinking about this question and, 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 and preparing this week, I was examining my own life. Are there, are there conversations that I've been putting off? Dark cave. Because maybe if I go into that conversation, I might discover something about myself. I may be unprepared. I may not have a good comeback. Are there tasks that I've been avoiding? Procrastination. Whew. I'm reading a book right now on that. They say 20% of adults, 20%, 20 of adults are, um, have, uh, deal with procrastination. Let me say, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. But, is there only 20%? Yeah. Don Miguel Ruiz says that that's the thing, that we think that everyone, every, we assume that everyone is like us. Not everyone has procrastination. Some people actually get the job done before, I live with someone who gets it done before the deadline. Oh, let me start on it. And I'm like, well, when is, when is it due? And tell me 12 hours before. And, uh, but are these dark caves? Am I afraid of what I'm going to discover about myself? And so I put things off. Invite yourself. You know, I mean, are there areas that you have been avoiding? The worst thing that could possibly, possibly happen Ask yourself that. I mean, the worst thing, I guess, you could die. But that's not even the end. There's something else that mature adults do is that they are not victims. They're not victims. To identify oneself as a victim keeps you there. I am a victim. Now, what do you do with that? Blaming and shaming, making excuses, demanding accountability from others, waiting for difficulties to magically work themselves out. You know what? These are all signs of a victim mindset. Mature adults are willing to hold themselves accountable for their experience of the circumstances. While they may not have created all of the circumstances on their own, their experience of it, we're responsible. We have the ability to respond. So it's our responsibility to acknowledge what it is, to acknowledge it, to own it. The responsibility, maybe not what was done, but the response, the experience I'm having, and then to take action that I'm called to do. Now, spiritually mature adults assume full responsibility for their thoughts, their feelings, their actions, and understanding that accountability is key to personal freedom. What word did I just use? Accountability, that's something that we don't talk about very often. It's a great word, but it's not a word that we talk about very often in our circles because 
Why? Yes, and we also, we don't want to be accountable. I belong to an accountability group. I have accountability partners, and I'll tell you, once a week I meet with them, and I tell them what I did, <laughs> and what I didn't do, and what I'm going to do again. And these people, every week, I'm there in the back of my mind, and having someone that I'm accountable to, and not just in my, you know, my professional life, but in my personal life, having someone that I'm walking, a prayer partner, having someone that I am walking alongside with, supports me in being who I am called to be. Accountability empowers me to continue walking on the path. Because sometimes I just want to sit down and just cry, 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 <laughs> or I'm not going to do it. You can't make me do it. I'm not going to do it. Are there areas of your life that you could be more accountable? What can you do to restore integrity? Here's another good word. And here's a good one. Here's a good question. When will you do it? Integrity. That's where the inside and the outside match. That what I'm doing matches what I'm saying. That's a very powerful place to live in. Third, something else that mature adults do is that they, they release what doesn't serve them. Someone on the journey, as they go through the journey, they realize, you know what? Well, you know what? And, and Paul and the Apostle Paul talked about that. When I was a child, I, I spoke as a child. I saw as a child. I did. And, and then when I grew up, when I became a mature adult, guess what? I put away childish things. They don't serve me anymore. We release what doesn't serve us, clearing our hearts and minds and even our physical environments as needed. Spiritually mature adults are not attached to possessions, positions, views, or opinions. They understand that peace of mind is so much more valuable and it's so much more lovely than being right. Dr. Holmes writes, this is one of the greatest truths of metaphysics. God can become to the individual only what God can become through the individual. And if I'm going to step into a newer, larger way of being, if I'm going to allow more of my light to shine, the light in me to shine, I'm going to have to put down some of the old ways of being to step into a larger version of myself. Lastly, mature adults understand that they're part of a greater whole. Dr. Holmes writes this, evolution, this is what he calls that, evolution is the awakening of the soul to the recognition of its unity with the whole. All of this leads up to what Abraham Maslow, he called this, the end of this journey, this psycho-spiritual journey. He called the end of it transcendence. Isn't that a great word? Transcendence. We call it spiritual magnificence. That's what we call it here. And it's actually our purpose at Concordia. Our purpose as a center is to awaken humanity to their spiritual magnificence. What does that mean? It means to support people in awakening to, their, their, to who they really are. To become a hero. 
be a hero. There's a song, isn't there? Be a hero. Even though Tina Turner said something a little different, you know, we don't need no heroes. But that's not, that's not what we're talking about here this morning. The hero returns home with insight, wisdom, and power. And they recognize that life is a gift and they live it on purpose. The home that we long for is a place where we can be our full, true, authentic selves. And the things that we mentioned here this morning, I talked about, you know, even putting, putting things down and not being a victim, being accountable, living in integrity, all of these things are support us and letting our authenticity be seen and be expressed. Home is a place of sanctuary where we can rest, rejuvenate, recreate. We long for the place where we belong, wholly, wholly, and completely. And we find ourselves in this place, we find ourselves at home, when we claim it for ourselves, when we show up at home. When we show up at home, we will find ourselves at home. And what are you talking about? Brene Brown, who I love, she wrote in Braving the Wilderness, and I quoted this before, she said, because true belonging only happens when we present our authentic, imperfect selves to the world. I'm just going to stop right there. True belonging only happens when we present our what? Authentic, imperfect selves to the world. Where can I present my authentic, imperfect self? At home? Right? Right? Don't, isn't that at home, at your, where, your domicile, where you live, at home, at that space you call home, don't, you, doesn't your authentic, imperfect self show up there? This is why many times we don't want people showing up with, with unannounced. But we feel at home when we're showing up that way. You know, I mean, put some clothes on, please. But, I just, but if we show up that way, we show up as the way we do at home, wherever we go, guess what we are bringing with us everywhere we go? Home. Oh, isn't that powerful? Now, it's like, can I do that? Yes, you can. But they may not like it. They're not your tribe then, are they? You'll find out who your friends are, who your real friends are. You'll find out who, who your companions are along the journey. Because guess what? We don't do it alone. We don't take the journey alone. 
Our spiritual principles and our practices are what empower us in order to be able to be grounded, to be rooted, so that we can fly with freedom. We may not have got it from the home of our origin, but at any moment, and our power is in the present moment, it is in this now moment, and we can choose and say, I am at home here. I welcome home here. I am home wherever I go. And I can choose to let myself be seen. And the more that I practice that, the more that I practice that, then the more at home I feel. And not only do I feel it, but those around me feel it. You sense that? You know that? This is why Concordia is the place that it is. It's because this is a space where we practice that. And if you don't, if you're here and you may be timid and, don't, and, and shy, don't be afraid. Jesus said that many times, be not afraid. Let your free flag fly. I don't know if he said that. <laughs> Brene Brown, another quote from her, and I'm closing with this. She said, once we belong thoroughly to ourselves and believe thoroughly in ourselves, true belonging is ours. This is the work that we're called to do, is to be ourselves. I invite you to repeat our affirmation with me. We're closing this month, blazing new trails at home. And if, there, and if there's just one thing for you to take away, take away this, be yourself. Be yourself wherever you go and you will find yourself at home everywhere you go. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Peace and love. Mm. Namaste. Mm.